0: Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. Today's message is from our new series, Difference Maker. In this series, we will learn that throughout history, the church has been built on the shoulders of men and women who were difference makers. God is looking for ordinary people who will do whatever it takes to change the world. He's looking for people just like you. Are you ready to make a difference? Now prepare your heart for a word from God. Come on, put your hands together this morning. You're thankful. Isn't it amazing that we can we can say, we can stand here today and say we are a son, we are a daughter of God. Amen? That's powerful. Listen, I'm going to pray for us really quick, and if you're wondering who I am, I'm Cody Owens. If I haven't met you, I'm the expansion director. If you're wondering where our lead pastor is, Peyton Wills, he is at Shift Church this morning, preaching. So I'm going to explain a little bit about what that means, and but I just wanted you to know where he's at. Everything's fine, but uh, I had the pleasure and the privilege to be able to speak to you today, and I'm very excited about it. But if you will, just bow your heads. Let's go to the Father. Lord, we thank you for the fact Lord that you will never leave us and never forsake us God your goodness is so amazing God and Lord remind us because sometimes lies come in doubt creeps in God remind us that we belong to you no matter how we feel no matter what the circumstances look like God we belong to you we are children of the highest the highest king God, we pray for our pastor today. We pray for Shift Church. We pray that hearts are moved, uh, that hearts are stirred, that people take next steps in South Knoxville. As Pastor Peyton speaks there, God. Lord, help us to understand what it means to be a difference maker. God, call us out, stretch us. Maybe even make us a little bit uncomfortable today. By your Holy Spirit, do something in us different. Do something in us new. We just rest in this moment. Because I know that you're moving. I know that you're here. Speak to your people now, your sons and your daughters. It's in your name that we ask it. Amen and amen. You all can be seated. Well, listen, I am so excited that you are here. If you're joining us online, welcome to you. I'm just so excited that you have chosen to, to come to City Lights today. You made the right choice. And i tell you what, before we get started... Who all is just thankful that it's not another Sunday full of rain? Yeah? Amen. You might have needed a jacket this morning, but you did not need an umbrella. So we're thankful. And just want to let you know that our students, uh, student ministry is exiting now. So um, they are going downstairs with the student ministry leader, Brian Ford, and uh, to hear a message on their level, basically the exact same message, but they hear it on their level. And when you all get home, you can have conversations with them about what we talked about um, what they talked about down there and what we talked about up here and um, So we're very excited for that. Um, if I could go ahead and start the the countdown, please 35 Well, listen just so excited about our series that we're in currently um, Difference maker and god is calling us all to be difference makers. Amen Pastor Peyton had a powerful description of what that means a, You know sort of a vision that he laid out last week and um, And the fact that he said that I can we can and god can um, I can follow christ. You can follow christ Amen. No prerequisite on that. You can do it. I can do it. And that is a daily decision to do that. And one of the things that we talk about here and talk about it among staff, that this is not something I did 10 years ago or two months ago or 40 years ago, and I'm good to go. No, this is a daily walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. You can do that. I can do that. No matter how jacked up we are, because we all qualify for that. Amen. And that we can, we can make a difference. We are stronger together. We are better together. We can make a difference. Amen. And God, God can do the impossible. And We believe that here at City Lights. We believe that with all of our heart that God can do what we cannot do. So just very thankful for that. Thank you so much, Angela. Let's give it up for the worship team one more time. Let's do an amazing job week after week, and I'm so thankful for it. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about a few ideas that I have, a few things that, you know, just sort of, uh, crossed my mind as I was preparing to talk to you about Difference Maker. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, so I'm just very excited about it. And, you know, when we when we think about a Difference Maker, we think about a lot of different things, right? We think about people who have had amazing impacts in the world. You know, Pastor Peyton brought up a few last week. You think about um, just all sorts of people, presidents or Martin Luther King Jr., just many different names come to your mind. I don't know about you, but I've been watching the Olympics a lot lately. Just can't get enough of the Olympics and you know, they they win a goal, that's that's making a difference, or just winning a medal, and it's just amazing to see that, and I think sometimes in our context, we sort of wonder, you know, how can I make a difference in my day-to-day life, and the people that I do see? How can I make a difference where I live, where I work, where I play? Well, I'm here to tell you that you can. You can make a big difference, and as a matter of fact, you're making a difference one way or the other every day, every day. We believe this at City Lights. It's never just another Sunday. Guess what? We didn't come here to gather just to hang out. And just because that's what we do in the South, no. No. Amen? That struck a chord with some. So that's good. But that's not just what we do because it's what we do here or around here. No, we believe that Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that He can do something in someone's heart today that has never been done before. He can change a life. Someone can go to death to life today, and we believe that. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited about um, about where God is taking us. Uh, we say this a lot here. God has a plan, and we have a part. Everyone has a part, and we all get to play a uh, play a part in what God is calling us to do. So I just want to uh, I want to talk to you about this idea of the power of your story, the power of your story. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to kind of set up where we're going. Uh, kind of took you back, you know, to the first installment of Difference Maker, but. Um, I'm going to kind of set up where we're going in Scripture today. And when I began to pray, you know, God, what would you have me to say? When I think about Difference Maker, I mean, there's so many examples, right, of people throughout Scripture that God used, ordinary people, ordinary men, ordinary women, to make a huge difference. But for me, and it might be, hey, for you Bible scholars in here, this might be an obvious choice, but for me it was the Apostle Paul. It was Paul. Because I don't know how many people do know this, but Paul had a crazy, crazy history and crazy past, and we're going to pick up on that today. He's going to talk about sort of his story, his testimony, where he's been, and we're going to learn about that and see what we can sort of glean from the life of Paul. Um, but we're going to find ourselves in Acts 22 today. Don't go there yet. Stay, go ahead and stay on this, Bo. But um, I want to kind of set up the, the book of Acts just a little bit. The book of Acts is the, the first book um, after all the Gospels, the four Gospels in the New Testament. Um, uh, it's a very in-depth book. Luke wrote the book. So if you, re- if you read the Gospel of Luke, it's very, uh, Luke is very detail-oriented. Um, he was a physician, so he's just very, very, very much into the details and tells every single facet of every story. But, um, you know, Acts is an incredible book. Like, I, I just want to say this off-, off the rip. I don't know about all of you all. When-, when I had an encounter with Christ that truly changed my life, I fell in love with the Word of God. I feel madly in love with it, and as I began to read it and read it and read it, I found out how alive it really is and how much power it has to change me from the inside out. But I want to go ahead and tell you right now that the Bible by no means, and I'm not saying anyone thinks this, but if you do, I just want to go ahead and give you a different perspective this morning. It is not boring by any stretch of the imagination. And Acts is an incredible book. Um, it, it, basically, the way I look at it, a lot of people consider it, you know, the... Uh, the uh, church history, basically where the church you know, got its beginning, and that's true. But you can kind of look at it as you know, the disciples who were following Christ throughout the, uh, the Gospels. Um, this is sort of their first chance to put some of that stuff into practice after Christ has um, been crucified, buried, and resurrected. Amen? Because if Christ not be resurrected, then we're just, this is a very, very lame hobby what we're doing right here. Amen? But He is resurrected. We know that He is. We believe that He is. But, um, but Acts is incredible. You, you start from the beginning and we know about Pentecost. We know about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. They were gathered. They were uh, in unity and the Holy Spirit came to them and um, incredible things happened. So many thousands were saved on that day, right? And then we, you follow Scripture a little bit farther on and you see a man named uh, Stephen who was martyred for the, for the faith, for following Christ. You had many, many religious people in this day that were so, so religious, so, so grounded in what they believed um, that you could not tell them anything different. And we're going to read and learn about one of those men here in a minute. But the first place that you see a man by the name of Saul in Scripture um, is holding some coats or some jackets while Stephen was martyred, while he was stoned to death. And Paul thought he was doing the right thing. But you fast forward on to Acts chapter 9, and he has an encounter with Jesus Christ, the resurrected King. That's what it's all about here. See, our mission, our vision, our goal is to see people enter and continue on with an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. Authenticity. He had that encounter, and everything changed from that moment on. Everything changed. But we find ourselves today in Acts chapter 22. You can go ahead and bring up. We're going to start in verse 4. And this is basically Paul telling his story, his testimony to a bunch of religious uh, Jewish people who basically, if you, if you bring it back just a little bit, um, just to set it up for context purposes, uh, he's speaking to people of his own kind, his own, his own native tongue. It even says that he was speaking in Hebrew, so they respected that a little bit more, right? That this is one of us. But Christ, they, they don't know that, that Paul's had this encounter. And we start off in verse 4, and I just want to read a little bit of the ways down. I think we can learn a lot from this. Paul says, I persecuted this way. And notice way is capital W, right? Anybody in here know Christ is the way, the truth, the life? Come on, I'm preaching better than you guys are Amen? In this morning. I know that. <laughs> Give me some love out there. I heard people online just say amen. I believe it. <laughs> but I, I persecuted this way to the death. Listen, bonding and putting both men and women in jail. This is heavy. Think about this. As both the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me. After I I received letters from them to the brothers, I traveled to Damascus to bring those. Next slide. Who were prisoners there to be punished in Jerusalem. Leave me right there. Now think about this. Actually put yourself in the mindset of what Paul is doing. It's incredible, right? It's incredible. Especially knowing what we know about him. It's absolutely incredible. He's bringing more people to be murdered for their faith. Faith in Christ. Now imagine this, we're, relative, we're Hey, we're safe in, in America, right? Our, our, our Christianity is pretty comfortable, let's be honest. There are people around the world right now that are meeting in basements, that are in fear of losing their life because of the faith that you and I share. And I'm speaking to the Christ followers today. If you are in Christ, if you've committed your life to following Him, don't take that for granted. Don't take it for granted that we get to walk around so freely and talk about our faith because there are some people that are not so fortunate around the world. And We pray for them. Go on to verse six bro. as I was traveling and near Damascus about noon, an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me. Hey me right there now sometimes what i what I see is this um, i've talked to a, a lot of people about their encounters or their their faith, and a lot of people just tell me, you know, and it, th- this verse is what led me to this thought. They tell me something like, you know cody if i could just if I could just see God move in my life, then I would believe like I, I want to see something like this, I need to I need the parting of the Red Sea type stuff, or I need, like, you know, a light to suddenly flash down from heaven. You know, God, if you are real, if you are who you say you are, then would you do something like that? That's what I've heard people say things like that. But let me remind you of something. What about a man named Peter that walked with Christ, that saw him perform miracle after miracle after miracle, and then stood there, that very same man, and denied him to his face after knowing who he was? See, we are feeble. We are, uh, we are weak. We are um, susceptible to falling into situations where we doubt. Right? And that's why we sing that song today. Because those lies do come in sometimes. They creep in. But He reminds us that we belong to Him. If you're in Christ, His Spirit is living in you. He is reminding you right now, you belong to me. You belong to me. As we go on to verse 7, I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now remember, this is is Paul, before his name was Paul. It got changed to to Paul from Saul. So we're still talking about the same person here. Verse 8. I answered, who are you, Lord? (laughs) Kind of seems like he already knows who he is, right? Who are you, Lord? See, because when God speaks, when God speaks, you know it. When God's doing something in you, you know it. There's no doubt about it. You know it. But I find that so interesting. It's like, who are you, Lord? He said to me, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, the one, capital O, you are persecuting. Verse 9. Now those who were with me saw the light, but they did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. Listen, sometimes what God is doing in and through you, listen, sometimes what's happened in the past When when God does something in you and you find yourself on the other side of that, there's going to be haters. There are going to be people that say, no, God didn't do that in you. Listen, I'm here to tell you today that God will do it, He can do it, and that you continue to walk in that. Because I am not too naive to think that there's somebody in this room today that is doubting, is God really moving in my life? We can be real. Well, I'm speaking to the real people in here this morning. Not the church people. I'm speaking to real people. Because I like real people. And sometimes it just doesn't, we're not so encouraged. We don't feel like God is really moving in our life. But listen, when God does something, when God says something, you can guarantee it. You continue to walk in that. Even if you don't see it right now, you continue to walk in that. Go on to verse 10, please. Then I said, what should I do, Lord? Listen, that should be to those who are in Christ this morning, that should be the question. What should I do, Lord? Send me. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? And the Lord told me, get up and go into Damascus. And there you will be told about everything that is assigned for you to do. I want to, uh, I want to remind us of something today. It, this, this entire portion of Scripture led me to this thought. It's that we couldn't handle the future without the experience of our past. And I'm going to explain to you what I mean, especially in the context of Paul's life. You get home today, go ahead and read on and acts a little bit farther. Find out what happens to Paul. The man is shipwrecked. He gets bit by a viper. How many of you, you follow in Christ, you committed yourself, and then you're out doing the Lord's work, you get bit by a viper. It's like, no, I don't think this Christianity stuff's for me. (laughs) No, king cobras and vipers, I don't, no. I just want to come in on Sundays and sit in the church. I don't want to, you know, I don't like snakes personally. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? This man gets shipwrecked, makes it to an island, building a fire. He's going to get some wood, and he gets bit by a viper. You might be like, man, this was not, no, no. But you see, guess what? If he wouldn't have been through what he went through, if it wouldn't have been that drastic, if his past wouldn't have been filled with that much stuff, if the encounter that he had with Christ wouldn't have been that uh, just mo- monumental, then he would not have been able to ex- handle the experiences that he was about to have. He would not be able to handle it. And maybe that's somebody in here today. Possibly. Because listen, God is taking you somewhere. speaking to those in Christ. God is taking you somewhere that if He showed it to you right now, you might not want to do it. He's always taking us farther. He's always stretching our faith. But sometimes, you know, if you ever thought this, like, if I could just see the future, God, if you could just show me what's going to happen in two years or three years, am I going to get that job? And, and am I finally going to find someone to, to share my life with? Lord, am I, are you, where are you calling me? Where are you, what are you calling me to do? Sometimes, if we saw the future before it happened, we would faint in our walks. We would. But I want to remind you of a promise. And God spoke this to me um, in a little city outside of Atlanta, Georgia. This is when I fell in love with the Word of God. He showed me a verse in Galatians. This is not on my notes. It just came to me and I want to share it. I feel like sharing it. Galatians 6, 9. Don't grow weary in doing good. Don't do it. For in due time, you're going to reap a harvest if you don't faint. That's for somebody today. That is for somebody because sometimes we do. We feel like giving up. We feel like giving in. We're doing the same patterns over and over again. Not seeing anything different. Don't you give up. As a matter of fact, you go home today and you read that verse and you stand on it. because God is faithful and He will honor His Word. He will. When I started to... Uh, when I started to, to study about the life of Paul a little bit more, he's always been one of my favorite people, but... You go on to different uh, chapters of his life and you eventually find him in prison. He wrote several of his letters in prison. I'm up here spitting and like a Baptist preacher and I'm going to start sweating. That's actually why I wore this today. Hey, y'all hang with me. We're going somewhere, I promise you. Get fired up. I might jump off this stage. You just hang right there. I figured it was, you know, I might as well go ahead and mention it because I saw it. I thought you probably saw it, so... They saw it online. Everyone saw it. So but I'm telling you why it happened because I'm fired up right now. I've had lots of caffeine, about 14 bottles of water, and I'm ready to go. But you know, when you study the life of Paul, you, you come across these amazing, um, amazing times that he has, amazing experiences. And can you imagine? Now, listen, seriously, imagine this. God, God calls people for different reasons, He calls people to different things. I wholeheartedly believe that. But can you imagine being in prison? And still writing letters out, encouraging people to stay in the faith, the same faith that led you to prison? Let's be honest for a minute. I mean, how tough would that really be? But listen, what God started, He's faithful to complete. He is faithful to complete. You find it in one of the same books that Paul wrote, Philippians 1-6. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in me and you will carry it unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You find that promise. And that was spoke by the same man that was in prison when he spoke it. Incredible. So don't you lose heart today. If you're watching online, you're, you're losing heart, don't you lose heart. God is faithful. When I continued on in, in my study, I, you know one thing that I always want to think about is this. First off, it's an honor and a privilege to sit or stand, depending on how I feel in the moment, before you all today. It's an honor, it's a privilege. And I really mean that. But I never want to leave people without the practical side of something. You have to be able to take something and carry it out there. Guys, if we're not carrying it out there, what are we doing? What are we doing? Now listen, God is faithful. If you're very brand new in your faith, you're not sure about I don't know if I I don't know about Jesus, I don't, I'm not sure. You know God is working, I get that. I totally understand that i 've been there. I do, but as we continue to walk in our faith, God will call us to more things. The Holy Spirit will reveal re- reveal more things in our life that need to be changed that need to be worked on. He will and if we continue to work those and walk in obedience, you 've not seen the like of what God'll do in your life listen when i was when I was very uh, when I was very lost and confused. Um, some of you may know this story. I'm going to share a brief recap. Uh, but I dealt with over 10 years of, of drug addiction. Now listen, and I mean this, I'd come to the point in my life where I had literally accepted that that's who I was and that's who I always was going to be. I had. And I heard stories, right? Cody, listen, you know, just through on, throughout the journey, you know, because I was raised in sort of a, now, I would call it cultural Christianity. I was sort of exposed to church here and there, but definitely did not have an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know what that meant. But I would hear this, this sort of recurring theme of, of, you know, son, what you need is a relationship with God or Jesus Christ. People would tell me this. I don't know why I hunkered over. I, don't, I suppose they were older. They were older. <laughs> they were. Most of the time, wiser probably. But listen... Now, I'm a practical type of person, a real person. I had this question like, what does that even mean? How do I do that? You're telling me to have a relationship with someone I can't see. I can't even have a good relationship with the people that I can see. And my family said, amen. Because <laughs> they know. But listen, that's, that was my question. That was my question. It was in a ministry in, in Atlanta, Georgia, that God literally changed My heart changed it in a moment's time. And I don't know why. I can't explain everything, but I do know this. In a moment of complete heartache, I'd lost everything and everybody. Everything and everybody. Now looking back, in retrospect, He was drawing me. He was drawing me unto Himself. But in that moment, I believe that Jesus Christ was exactly who he says he was. I believe he did exactly what he said he did. And I believe he was able to do in me what nothing else was able to do. And I believed him in that moment and cried out the most real sincere prayer of God. If you can change the heart of a drug addict, I'm just asking you to do that. I'm not asking you to get me out of uh, all the crazy situations I've got myself into. God, I deserve to not be talked to by some of my loved ones. I get that. I really do. But could you change my heart? Now think about this. I'm standing here today before you all humbled because He did it. He did it. And when I had a real, authentic encounter with Jesus Christ, listen, that wasn't something you could just flip on and off. I cannot be the same after that. I cannot. I could not not be a part of ministry. I could not do it. I love it. God has called me to this. And it didn't stop there. I continue to walk with Christ and follow Him. And, you know, but when I think about the context of, of, of where we are and, and, and sort of you know, how practically we can show that you know, we can be difference makers or uh, how, to, how to practically apply that to our life. You know, I thought about this, um, this verse that we're about to go over, this, this portion of text. And I think it's really going to mean a lot to you all because I almost guarantee you there's several in here that don't know the origin of where City Lights Church came from. And we're going to talk about it. And there's some very, very practical stuff in there. But I want to talk about, just one second, the faithfulness of God. And listen, I'm going all over the place. I'm following rabbit trails and all sorts of stuff. But I'm fired up. Listen, so a year ago, Friday, was when I left. I'd been at this ministry for two and a half years. contacted Pastor Peyton. Well, actually, I was just on my way up here. A lot of you heard this and um, uh, posted something on social media. He said, hey, we didn't really know each other, but he said, you know, mutual friends and stuff like that. But uh, he said, you know, hey, if you, you don't have anywhere to go to church this Sunday, I would love for you to come to City Lights. At the time, they were at Clinton High School. So I came by and we talked afterwards and had a great conversation. We exchanged numbers. And then uh, I got, to, uh, got back to Georgia and we had a, like two hour phone conversation and just talking and talking and talking, and eventually at the end of the conversation, he said, "Cody, and you know, I just want to let you know that if God ever, you know, sort of turns that page in your life or you go on to the next chapter, I'd love to talk to you about maybe a place at City Lights where we could fit you in." I didn't think anything about it. I mean, six months went by. You know, it's it's like that's amazing, but it just wasn't time yet. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Wasn't time yet. And then one day, God dropped it in my spirit. And listen, here's the cool thing: I was coming up in town, maybe. I don't know, a week and a half later, I met Pastor Payton in this lobby out here the Monday after the first service here. Because if you've been with City Lights for a long time, you've jumped around to about, I don't know, what, 14, 15 places? God's people said amen. And you guys are faithful because you've stayed with it. And look where we are now, right? Yeah, look where we are now. But I met him out there in that lobby, and he got a whiteboard out and started drawing a bunch of stuff and had dreams. And before I knew it, I quit my job and was on my way to Tennessee. I said, I'm on my way. He got me fired up. But I had posted when I would left, because you know how we do, we, you know, big life event. We post it on social media and want everybody to know about it and like it and love it. And, so, and they did, but no, it was a big moment in my life, and that was a year ago this past Friday that I left. So a year ago today would have been my first Sunday at City Lights. And I I celebrate the goodness of God. Amen? I just celebrate it. That is no coincidence. God is good. God is faithful. God has an amazing way of reminding us that it's Him. It's Him. And Paul knew that. Paul knew that. You could sense the gratefulness in all of his letters and his prayers, how he would open and close them. He said, I would thank God for you. I thank God for you, whatever church he was writing to. Go ahead and pull the next slide. This should mean a lot to a lot of people in here. It should. It means a lot to me. So many people that I'm family with now at City Lights. It's my faith family. I love so many of you guys. I love that I get to see you. I love you know, so many of your guys' kids. It's just amazing. But this means so much to so many different people. And listen, when we see City Lights Church, when we think about it, when people hear the name City Lights Church, what do they think in this area? And I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about this idea. And like I said, we say this all the time, but that God has a plan. You can go ahead and pull that up. That God has a plan and we have a part. Listen, this is not just something we say. From beginning of time till now, God has used people to accomplish His will here on earth. That is truth. God has used people. Now listen, God can do the impossible. I'm not saying God needs us to do everything, but He has designed it that way, where He uses people to accomplish His will. When I started thinking about City Lights Church and what that means and what that, what that looks like, immediately I went to Matthew 5. Go ahead and pull up verse 14. Now, if you aren't familiar with this, this is where City Lights got its name from. I want you to dream with me for a moment. Don't worry, we paid our KUB bill. That's not what's going on right now. If you're watching online, we're okay. Everything's all right. But listen, you are, you, you are the light of the world. If you're in Christ this morning, I want you to know that, that you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Listen, we want. Listen, there are tons of great churches in this area. Not about competing or this is better than that. Although y'all made the right choice by being here today, it's not about that, is what I'm saying. We listen. We just want. We just want to be a light in this community. We want. We want to see people transformed radically by the power of Jesus Christ. We authentically want that, and we want to be a city set upon a hill. Listen, when our pastor started this church, he went to a meeting with a lot of church leaders. And one of the men said, said to him, uh, now son, do you you really think we need another church in this area? And he said, listen, I love it. I love it. He said, no, sir, we don't. We need a move of God. We need to break free from the Come on. We need a move of God in this place. Listen, I want you to know this. I want you to take this with you I want you to believe this and understand that you are the light of the world that Christ has left us he finished the work the work is done we need not do anything to earn favor with God it's not about that Christ did that he settled it it is finished but out of that out of a pure relationship with him comes good works he has called us to be his light in this dark world a city set upon a hill cannot be hidden go ahead and go to fifteen. Nor do people, t- this is a very practical side, right? You can see the words of Christ here in a very practical way. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. This is it right here. Don't miss this. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way. Listen, say this next word with me. In the same way, let. Right, I'm going to need all y'all to participate this time. In the same way, Let. What does that say? Does that say it's already in you? Or you got to go get it or got to go do something or you got to walk perfectly in order for it to be there? No, it's already in you. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Listen, I'm telling you right now, when you share your faith, listen, every day we're making a difference one way or the other you can make a difference you are when you walk out of this place you'll have a choice now, i want to tell you something today listen when you share your faith in this community when you share your story it gets a little bit brighter there's a little bit more light every time you put christ first in your relationships in your marriage it gets a little bit brighter in clinton tennessee come on every every time every time you do these things it gets a little bit brighter a little bit more light shines every time you walk in the newness of who Christ has called you to, it gets a little bit brighter, a little bit more light shines. And listen, when the lies speak loud, when they tell you that's not who you are, you stand on scripture and we can stand here today and proclaim that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. We have that light in us. He's called it to let us shine. Come on, stand with me this morning. Get fired up. Let's sing this. We are the sons and daughters of God. thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more on how you can be a difference maker, then visit us on the web at citylightsac.org forward slash next steps.